This podcast will focus on the direct oral anticoagulant pharmacology and therapeutics. These are abbreviated as DOACs. So there's some terminology. Uh, there's NOACs, N-O-A-Cs. These can stand for multiple things. It can be novel or new oral anticoagulants or non-vitamin K oral anticoagulants. There's also uh, TSOACs, which are target-specific oral anticoagulants, then DOACs, the direct oral anticoagulants. So in DOACs, there's um, two different kinds. There's the oral direct thrombin inhibitors, like uh, dabigatran. These are competitive, and they are also reversible. So they are competitive inhibitors that can be reversed. And then there's the oral direct factor 10A inhibitors, like rivaroxaban, apixaban, adoxaban, and betrixaban. And these are competitive inhibitors and are reversible as well. Um, and then just some general um, kind of knowledge that Dr. Trujillo wanted us to know. Uh, dibigatran can cause dyspepsia. And then it can be given with or without food. And then rivaroxaban and apixaban can be crushed. And they can be put in G-tubes, um, and they, but they should be taken with food. As far as optimization of our DOAC therapy, this is really the therapeutics part. Um, we'll look at metabolism and drug-drug interactions. All of these drugs are P-glycoprotein substrates. Um, and rivaroxaban and apixaban are also metabolized by CYP3A4 um, in the liver. And these have more drug-drug interactions. It's also important to note that all of these DOACs have antidotes. The ones that need renal dose adjustments are dibigatran, rivaroxaban, adoxapan, and bitrixaban. So pretty much all of them except for apixaban. As far as dosing, dose differs for every indication. Some of them require induction doses, um, and we don't need to memorize these. They'll be given to us in the dosing guide for the exam. Our hepatic dose adjustment um, is due to the increased risk of bleeding uh, when we look at hepatic impairment. So for dabigatran, it's not recommended in severe impairment. For rivaroxaban, it's not for use in moderate or severe impairment. Pixaban is not to be used in severe impairment. And then it's just um, used with caution in moderate impairment. The oxaban is not to be used in moderate or severe hepatic impairment. And betrixaban is not recommended if there's any hepatic impairment at all. As far as renal dose adjustment, we want to use caution in all of these drugs when the creatinine clearance is less than 30 milliliters per minute. And again, our dose adjustments will be provided in the dosing table. Our drug-drug interactions um, with uh, dibigatran are with p-glycoprotein inducers. We don't want to use those together. Um, especially when a creatinine clearance is less than 50 milliliters per minute. Um, the only time that there's an exception here is that it's okay to use them in a creatinine clearance less than 30 milliliters per minute in patients with AFib. Rivaroxaban, uh, we don't want to use when it's combined with any of the P-glycoproteins or CYP3A4 um, inducers. Pixaban, we want to reduce dose by 50% if it's given with a P-glycoprotein or CYP3A4 um, drug. For adoxapan, we want to use uh, the dosing chart provided. For betrixaban, 
We want to reduce, reduce dose if they're also on a P-glycoprotein inhibitor. 80 milligrams being the initial dose, and then change our daily dose to 40 milligrams. As far as monitoring for dabigatran, we'll use thrombin time or dilute uh, thrombin time. We can also use APTT or prothrombin time. For rivaroxaban and apixaban, uh, we want to use an anti-10A or a prothrombin or an APTT. But for all of these drugs, it's not important to routinely monitor patients. When we're looking at our bleeding risk, there's less risk with uh, DOAX than there are with warfarin or low molecular weight heparins. The only time that we really are concerned that these will put patients at a higher bleed risk is when they have a GI bleed. Um, so if they have a GI bleed, then we'd rather put them on warfarin. Um, but any other kind of bleeding risk, DOAX are generally safer than warfarin or low molecular weight heparin. These do all now have reversal um, agents um, to be used in bleeding events. For the bigotran, the one that reverses this is iterosumab, and it's 5 grams IV push. And then there's Indexa, also known as Indexanet, and this reverses the 10A inhibitors. So kind of all of them except for the bigotran. And... Um, this is like a decoy factor 10A. So it will bind uh, the 10A inhibitors preferentially um, compared to the endogenous factor 10A. There is also uh, seroparentag, which reverses NOACs, heparins, and fondaparinax. Um, and dosing for this drug will be given in the dosing charts. Um, we also will look at patients with uh, valvular heart disease. Um, here, warfarin is our drug of choice for mechanical valves or in patients with rheumatic heart disease or mitral stenosis, but DOACs are okay in aortic stenosis or patients with mitral regurgitation.